0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: You rode into battle, bareback and saddle. You took the wound in your side. Pull the sleds and you pull the
2: wagons you gave them somewhere to hide Now
1: they don't need you and there's no one to feed you and there's fences
2: where you used to roam Now I wish I could gather up all of your brothers.
1: And you would just ride me back
2: home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone
1: Somewhere
2: that you could call home And you Just ride me back home
1: I got a small place Up in the foothills Where green grass is precious as gold I paid a fortune For what little I got here You know that I'd sell my soul To have all the mountains
2: The rivers and valleys The places where you need to roam I would just gather up all of your brothers And you would just ride me back home Ride me back home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home Ride
1: me back
2: home to a much better place Blue skies and sunshine and plenty of space Somewhere where they would just leave you alone Somewhere that you could call home And you would just ride me back home
0: tennessee i'm your host gary holt and joining me in albuquerque new mexico is our lovely co-host miss bobby bell good morning
3: good morning gary what's going on in music city right now
0: well it's uh we've had a little rain this morning for the first time in a long time so we are we're about to set a record for the most number of 90-plus degree days in the year and the most 90-degree days in a month and the driest September on record. So we're grateful wow. for just a little bit of rain, but it's going to stop after a while, and it's just going to be hot. doesn't feel like fall back here in Tennessee.
3: Hot and humid. Will you have humidity, too?
0: We have a little humidity, little too.
3: Of Yeah, Yeah, this is is Tennessee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, mine does that. So that's okay. That's all right. So, how's the weather out in Albuquerque?
3: Uh, We have a beautiful day today. I've I've just misplaced my phone to check my weather app. I think we're supposed to be probably in the 80s. Um, There's a touch of fall we can feel it i i can see different things um either blooming or or finishing their bloom so this is just the second time that we're that we've lived here going into the fall you know winter season so it's still um you kind of marvel, you know, you look out and go, oh, I don't remember that red bush. What's that bush over there that's blooming? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but that's beautiful.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, that's one of the things about fall in Tennessee. Uh, we usually have such beautiful, beautiful color. And uh, particularly as you go back in toward the eastern part of the state, it gets really, really pretty. So we look forward to that our cool, crisp mornings. And, and uh and and just getting out and enjoying this fall weather i have been enjoying ken burns documentary on country music how about you
3: oh my gosh i i just inhale it i um we we don't have a way to record it, um, which I, I would like to be able to do. So I could go back and listen and stop it and take another note and stop it and take another note. I've been writing fast and furiously. I've actually been taking pictures of the TV screen at different times. Really? because Yeah, because the photographs are so terrific, and they often, you know, how they can pan in. They get into detail. Of course, I'm all about the fashions, and so um, – I'm loving trying to, you know, get a close-up of that Jimmy Little Jimmy Dickens, um, you know, <laughs> or um, just watching how different performers. Dwight Yoakam last night, all those um, short bolero jackets, and um, and they go from. Uh, from kind of plain to you know he has a couple um very embellished ones and uh right i i'm i'm just enthralled with all of it the music the stories the 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 narrative that weaves it all together um i i'm I, i'm like in seventh heaven i just absolutely love it yeah <laughs> if i wasn't well, if it wasn't clear about how i feel about it <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's great, the stories that they tell. And uh, uh, one of the things that I have noticed, Bobby, and I've talked about this a lot before, how impressed I am with ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yeah. But to look at the lives and where these people came from and, and the tough conditions that they lived in uh, and to where they got to be is just pretty amazing, isn't it?
3: Yes, I think um those formative years, we you know the first 10 years of a person's an individual's life are incredibly formative and I think as we look at the roots of the music we can clearly see that. and um, I I have to have a tissue box next to me. I especially last night I was moved what you can see the there's so much authenticity in our commentators sharing their stories and um uh, they're so authentic and i can only imagine that they probably filmed hours of interviews with some of these folks and so i wonder what got left out that could be in another you know here's an ad, here's do- an hour with Kathy Mattea you know
0: <laughs> yeah yeah catch your music um, part 2 yeah
3: yeah i i'm They're they're emo- they're um authentically emotional about what they talk about emily Lou harris um, Dwight Yoakam I went to my tissue box a couple of times he was on the other night too talking about Buck Owens and you could see the challenge and he's trying to form the words and he's moved by what he's the memories that have to be flooding in into him as he's thinking about Buck Owens and that video last night when they performed um, Streets of Bakerfield there's so much joy there between the two of them I yeah. I don't know I uh, I'm just I just find it Totally engaging, captivating, illuminating, and the history of our nation um, being told with the soundtrack of this music is um, stunning. We've all probably lived through much of this uh, time period. It's recent in our own personal histories, and yet I now have a different lens to sort of look at it through. And um, yeah, I think it's remarkable.
0: Well, it is pretty remarkable, and I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, uh, so many of these people that I have run into living in Nashville. I've, you know, I've run into them in one way or the other. And um, and by the way, for our audience out there, we're kind of stretching things today because we're waiting for our first our first guest to call in, and uh, they were actually performing up in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, so we're stretching just a little bit to see if they if they do in fact call in today. If they don't, we'll just play some of their music. And we'll talk about
3: yeah we'll
0: talk about yeah. Ken Burns documentary. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was I was so impressed by some of these folks. Kathy Mattea telling the story about how that song was written. Her husband oh writing the song, going back. And I've heard that before. I've heard her tell that story before. Uh, I had about,
3: not heard that story before. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, about his about her husband's grand grandmother dealing mm-hmm. with her dementia, mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's where I got my tissue. I, I'm not I'm not beyond grabbing my tissue and shedding tears. Oh a tear
3: yeah, too. and then Vin, Vince Gill talking about um, go, um, go, hunt, go 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 hand the mountain yeah. go rest. Oh my goodness! And then they showed this, you know, the clip from the. Um, mm-hmm memorial service with uh, Patti Lovelace and him and I remember watching that and um, but now I had more context to um, I didn't I didn't realize that he'd written it's interesting the other day at church two Sundays ago we had a bluegrass band in for our church service and we sang um, three songs and they you know put them up on a kind of a big screen the lyrics and of course one was um, two were Hank Williams and one was Vince Gill and I looked at my husband, and like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know they wrote those songs." <laughs> 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 you know, like here. <laughs>
0: oh gosh. Well, I'll, I'll, something interesting about uh, something interesting about Vince Gill's "Go Rust High on the Mountain." I had I, I knew that he had written the song about his brother, but I had no idea that he had begun that song with Keith Whitley in mind, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm.
3: and then put it away. Uh, and put it away. Yeah and, then, yeah.
0: and then put it away and brought it out about four years later and finished writing the song. And of course, it's, as they said, it has just become a standard now. Likes, the circle will be unbroken. But um, uh, it was real funny. My dad was raising some Cocker Spaniel puppies. And so we ran a little ad advertising these puppies. And Lori Morgan, came up to get one of the puppies and uh uh, the puppies were down in the barn and it was kind of muddy it was raining that day and it was kind of muddy and uh she just she just sloshed right on through that mud and she was actually buying that puppy for keith because he'd been out touring and uh she she wanted to have that puppy when he came back home and uh Yeah, my dad was not a big country music fan, but he was certainly a big fan of Lori Morgan's (laughs) after
3: that experience. Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Sure. Well, that was speaking of, uh, you know, Bill Monroe, um, there was that fun scene with um, Ricky Skaggs. Well, that video that they did together was hysterical, but Bill Monroe uh, uh, approached him and, Ricky was telling the story and he said, Mr. Monroe. I thought that was interesting. After all the years and all the time they knew each other, it was still Mr. Monroe. And he and he said, um, Bill Monroe came to him and said, I just got a check. You know, thank you for <laughs> thank you for recording my thought. Uh that was Uncle Pen was that Uncle Penn? Thank you for Michael recording Bill. my song. I just got a, you know, a check. It paid my my land taxes, and uh, you can record anything, you know, that you want. <laughs>
0: you, you, you can record all of my songs that you want you to now. You can
3: record all my songs. I just think that um, some of these stories really bring them to life. That The one about um, Garth Brooks signing signatures, you know, for 20, 20 hours or whatever at the yeah. Fan, Fan Fest, I – I think that um and then they showed, you know, photographs of a lot of um stars signing photographs and it reminds me a little bit of um if I can segue, do we still do you still wanna talk about this for another moment or <laughs> I know we're sort of stretching but Well yeah, yeah.
0: We we've we've got a little stretch. Okay. We're gonna play some music too for our folks out there that are listening. But um okay. yeah, well, go then. ahead and finish your thought.
3: I'll I'll just tell this this thought, because it kind of goes back to Gene and Roy and even folks like um, the actor that played Hop Along and such, that um, what I was reminded of is these performers, along with performers we saw earlier in the series, really connected with their audiences with a one-on-one, through fan clubs, through fan fests, Showing up at places. I mean, Gene was um, Gene and Roy. They they would you know go into hospitals. They would they would um, shake hands and sign the same thing. It was understanding. Um, these this is we're together. You know, and Kathy Mateo's little story about meeting fans was so poignant. And yeah. um, and they I I had the privilege of meeting Gene uh, three different times, and he would shake your hand look you right in the eye there might be other people waiting it's a skill it's a skill and you had his undivided attention there was no wait I got to get on to the next person now you might only get that for whatever it was but you felt like wow I just saw him you know one-on-one we had a moment of whatever that was Marty Stewart's the same way. He would come into the museum regularly during the time when we were getting ready to put up an exhibition of his personal collection. He has a remarkable collection of clothing and memorabilia and, and everything that started with a Patsy Cline makeup uh, case that he found in a thrift store. Um, he has a remarkable collection, and he would come into the museum, and I'll tell you, there's nothing like a Marty Stewart handshake. Um, my coworker said after I shook his hand for the first time I was a puddle on the floor. Um, (laughs) I've shaken, I have shaken a lot of hands. You know, we all do over our lifetime. I can only remember four, specifically Jean and Marty being two of them. I think it's a skill and they obviously develop it and then it just becomes second nature. But it is. I recognize that you and I, you support what I do and I thank you for it. And that's what comes clear even if it's not in your dialogue it comes clear in the way that they look at you and treat you and I think that's missing a lot today um, in other genres of you know um, the popular folk you know the celebrity folk
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's still alive and well in Nashville and uh, and it's certainly alive and well with our Western Uh, celebrities as well so let's go ahead and tell folks who our guests for the first hour uh, were supposed to be
3: okay well their music is delightful we're gonna have a great time playing their music um the farmer and adele um our first guests. that is the farmer and adele is keenan wade and grace adele And I think you're going to play, from their new recording project into the wide open sky, you're going to play Saddle Up Song. Is that what you're you're going to grace us with right now?
0: We're going to play Saddle Up Song, but we want to mention that in the second hour of the show on Saddle Up America, we have Mr. Greg White, who is with the historic Cherrick Creek Lodge in East Tennessee's Big South Fork National Forest. And uh, this lodge was built in 1817 as a hunting cabin. And uh, so we're going to have a lot, of time, a lot of fun with Greg talking about Cherry Creek. And I think he has an announcement for us that he's going to share with us on the show today. But right now, as Bobby said, let's play a song from the Farmer and Adele. It's their song, Saddle Up Song. And we'll be right back on the Campfire Cafe. Bye. open sky and uh, they are missing in action but that's okay we have a lot to talk about a lot to talk about <laughs> you know one of the things that I a couple of things that I noticed about this documentary and you know I know we're talking a lot about that but uh, it was it's just been an impressive uh, a documentary the whole way through And one of the things that I have noticed is that, uh, of course, it started out as hillbilly music. Then it was country and western music. And then the CMA decided it would just be country music. But I think the, the thing that has impressed me is that country music just encompasses such a variety of music. You've got you've mm-hmm. got your Western music, you've got your bluegrass, uh, you've got uh, I guess what you would call today Americana music, that all falls under that category. And as uh, Willie Nelson and some other guys said, really, music is just good music. We don't need to pigeonhole it, do we?
3: No, and it. To me, it was very interesting. I I know that blues are, are a huge part of the roots of um, Western music, but taking us back to uh, African American influence, um, medicine shows, um, all of the you know church music, gospel hymns, um, the old time the the songs that come over from from Europe and are reimagined, the melodies that get used over and over. I I think it is truly the American sound it can't it wouldn't exist anywhere else in because of all of the influences you know in the very beginning of the concert the wonderful concert that kicked the whole thing off like a week before the series when Ken Burns said it's the story of the banjo and the fiddle and I I had never really crystallized it in my mind that way Um, Mm. and of course we see the guitar we see the guitar you know come in um, and begin to also play a prominent role, and a uh, Gary Allegretto would tell you, let's not forget the harmonica, folks, um, because it's it's there. Um, T Ford Bailey and others, you know, it's it's there. It's small. It fits in your pocket. It goes with everybody. You know, it yeah. makes the it yeah. makes the travel really. But to talk about uh, fiddle and banjo in terms of um, African. Influence and then um, European or you know Celtic whatever you want to say influence that those two are uh, that to me was so interesting to uh, sort of start it off that way and then and then in the photographs that we see throughout the documentary so many folks are are playing banjo. And I don't know if yeah. you hear them, but I, I hear banjo jokes kind of like, you know, blonde jokes. And, and yet I have a, um, I've always thought banjo was an amazing instrument, but I have even more regard for it now. It's It has such a historic place in the music. Um, but yeah, you see banjo over and photographs over and over and over again, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's well, a very it's, important uh... instrument.
0: <laughs> well it is and, and again the harmonica you know they did a nice segment on d ford bailey uh was a great great harmonica player and then uh we had quite a bit of uh, time visiting with charlie mccoy who is a unbelievable harmonica player as well as other other musical instruments but really he's most known for his harmonica and um Uh, the the different folks that he performed with uh, is just Mm -hmm. amazing. So another quick story. uh, My brother-in-law was a drummer with a band and uh, uh, at his funeral, Charlie McCoy came and played and, uh, and he was the music for the funeral. That was, that was, that, that was pretty impressive. But, uh, uh, Kenny was a great drummer and had played with a lot of the different bands and a lot of session work, and uh, uh, Charlie was right there. But another another group that's been influenced by um, Riders in the Sky is the music that we're listening to today. It's The Farmer and Odell, and 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 then going back, the Riders were so greatly influenced by. Uh, the sons of the pioneers, and mm-hmm. isn't it interesting how one generation influences the next generation, who influences the next
3: generation? Absolutely. Well, and I think we saw that last night with many of the um, performer commentators saying it's alive, and it ha- and it has to be. Um, we we keep going back to. You know Jimmy Rogers or Hank Williams or whatever, but we're going you know Mule Skinner Blues. We've heard that throughout the series. Everybody does it differently. Dolly Parton, the Rose Maddox, and the brothers. Um, everybody does it differently, but you begin to recognize it. And I kind of like that they've done that. They've taken a couple of songs, and you they definitely have woven that in. Where you go, oh, didn't oh oh that's Mule Skinner Blue Yodel number nine. You know, <laughs> Blue yeah. Yodel number nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh! Well, it's great. And, and uh, you know, the music from generations back are just as great as they were then. That's why they've become such standards. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to get to another song right quickly. It's one by the Farmer Adele. It's called Wrong Day, and we'll come back. And, Bobby, I guess you and I will just visit some more. You're listening to the Camp okay. Tire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
2: Was it the wrong day, was it the wrong time When I called you, I called you on your birthday. day I called to catch you, well I wanted to get through You were crazy in the middle of your bad day The wrong day, wrong time, that day Every excuse was made by love Turn your wrong day, can't turn it around day You can take your day, it doesn't have to be mine Have mine. you can take your have mine.
0: wrong day that is for the farmer Adele. and um again, have no idea what's happened to them, but I hope they're okay <laughs> they may have they may have you know, going and working and performing in different time zones sometimes that gets to be confusing. So maybe they you, just uh, got their time me, mixed up.
3: Since we're playing their music, do you want me to read what I wrote about them?
0: <laughs> no, no. So our listeners, no.
3: so our listeners know what they're listening to. Did you uh, Did you hear of what was fun in and all of the tracks of this um, eight eight track? Uh, uh, cuts on this cd is that riders in the sky are backing them up ranger doug uh, too slim and woody paul and um it's a kind of a fun story how they hooked up with um adele with uh, grace and keenan but uh, you can hear them on this cd i think that very first song you know we heard a little bit of the sound of the hoofbeats, which has to be too slim playing his face you know yeah (laughs) they play yeah um yeah. and it's a it's such a it's such a fun it's such a fun it's such a fun cd and of course we've been talking about the country music film and um it was wonderful uh ranger doug was um a little bit in the first quite a bit in the second and a touch in the third episode and um so fun to see them perform as part of that a concert um just you know what he has to share is just another important voice in this history of, of country music. So yeah. You know, it's it was fun on CD.
0: Interesting. Interesting that when Doug was with us a few weeks ago, he was talking about the fact that, uh, when they first contacted him about the documentary, it was to get some of his photographs and, yeah. uh, So you probably are taking photographs of Doug's photographs on the TV screen.
3: (laughs) Very, very likely. And I know some of the ones last night, like that profile of Johnny Cash um, that was kind of near the end, and he's sitting, and you can see, you know, white hair. Um, Right. Marty Stewart also, as well as collecting um, memorabilia and clothing and all through his long career – he was an avid photographer taking pictures backstage, and he has a book. I've been using tracks from a CD that went along with the book, um, Masters of Country Music, and this, his photographs are riveting. And I have a sense that they also, I need to, I have the book sitting on my coffee table to get the CD out of it, but I know that, that, last, that one of those last pictures of Johnny is actually the cover of that book. And so I have a sense that probably uh, some of the contemporary, a lot of the contemporary photographs may be from Mar- of Marty's. So yeah, fascinating. Yeah. Um,
0: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that when, when Johnny Cash passed away, um, uh, his funeral was in Hendersonville. Of course, he lived in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And uh, uh, I think his home has since burned but uh they actually covered his funeral live on our local news mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. uh, he was just just so loved and uh and respected by people in the music community as well as the community as a whole and uh yeah I I remember watching that funeral and it was it was yeah pretty 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 sad pretty sad watching mm-hmm. that to think that he was gone and um uh, some of his last work was just so touching just so touching
3: well and roseanne i have the tissues there for all of what roseanne shares and last night when she talked about the song she sang to him while you know he was i think she says while he was dying it was the last song that he heard and i thought oh oh my you know wow what a what a what a um for us to be to, to share that with the public, that very private, intimate moment, um, I think that has to take some great courage. I think these folks had great courage in sharing a lot of what they shared. <laughs> you know. Well,
0: I think so, and, well, and they're they're pretty open about these things, so uh, they should be. You want to go to another song? This, yeah, one this one is called Foo for Loving You. It's the Farmer and Adele, and uh, we're kind of missing those guys today. But uh, maybe they can go back and listen to their music. That would be fun. But <laughs> let's take a listen to Foo for Loving You. This is the Farmer and Adele, and it's from their album Into the Wide Open Sky.
2: They say a habit is hard to get. i Albuquerque, November 13th through 17th for IWMA, the International Western Music Association. Join us at Hotel Albuquerque at Old Town for a fun-filled week listening to great music artists and cowboy poets. It all begins on Wednesday with a kickoff luncheon with Red Steagall and a Western Swing Dance and then concludes on Sunday with a gospel concert. The time between is filled with showcases, concerts, the annual award show, and workshops. For tickets and more information, go to our website, westernmusic.org. We'll see you in Albuquerque.
0: All roads lead to Albuquerque, don't they?
3: They do. <laughs> and if they're not if they're not leading to Albuquerque, they're leading to Nashville. I think they go both ways.
0: I think it goes both <laughs> ways. I think it goes both ways. Should be an exciting weekend at the IWMA in Albuquerque in Old Town New Mexico in Old Town. But uh, got some got some great great talent that's been nominated this year and uh and some great talent that hasn't been nominated but uh, it should be a lot of fun to visit with all those folks and and uh, sit in on some of the jams and and just enjoy uh some great western music and western swing so yeah it's always a wonderful time yeah 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 and i think all the whole week it is kind of like Old Home Week, I'm sure. But uh, we'll be broadcasting live again from the uh, Western Music Association Convention in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that will be coming up in November. Man, this year is going by, isn't it?
3: I can't believe it, Gary. October is next Next week. Well, yeah, Tuesday is October 1st. We have... Um, a Male uh, poet, Tom Swearingen, he's he's part. Uh, um, he's one of the five nominees for Male Poet of the Year. Talk about an amazing slate of poets, the Male Poet of the Year category this year. But Tom is going to be here in our home for um, an Out West Live Presents an evening with Tom Swearingen on Tuesday, October 1st. It used to feel like it was way out in the future, and it's like in four days (laughs) (laughs) and next week our first show in October is you know like next week a week from today we're into October Uh,
0: (laughs) by the way by the way next week we're going to be going bluegrass and uh, one of my favorite families is Williamson Branch and so they they've got a new album that's out and so we're going to have a lot of fun talking with all five of the Williamson family Next week on the Campfire Cafe But uh, right now Let's take a listen to a fun, fun song From the farmer in Odell It's one called Join the Dance And we'll be back in just a moment Come on
2: and join the dance The music playing in people's wains but not to tap my feet Want to spend the hour off my mind So I'm it moves through the beat It's once a favor I request for you to sweep me off my feet You have the hold that never grows i
0: too fun too much fun but um let's go ahead and take a listen to another song and this one is called what it would be like and we'll be back in just a moment with bobby bell on the campfire cafe <phone rings> Uh, visiting yeah, and visiting today and talking a little bit about the documentary Country Music. It was such a great documentary, and uh, I'm sure it will be rebroadcast uh, in the next few weeks. So if you haven't seen it, be sure and tune in on public television. And uh, you can check your schedules and your times for that. Well, We're going to play one more song by the farmer Adele and O'Dell. Uh, and when we come back, it's going to be time for Saddle Up America. So let's take a listen to Gone, Long Gone, and uh, Keenan and Grace, you missed a big time today, but uh, we <laughs> trucked on anyway, so here we go, Long Gone Gone. One,
1: two, three.
2: Dear David, she's gone, long gone. Wrecking climbing up a honey tree. Oh, how I wish you were here with me. Rain keeps falling, why can't I see? She's gone, long gone. cabin built for two, she's gone long gone
1: mm-hmm. Thought
2: that she would be my bride her ride, now she's gone, long gone. oh me, mine. She packed her grip and didn't say goodbye. Stole my heart and full me last. She's gone, long.
0: to be talking with mr greg white with the historic Cherokee creek lodge in east tennessee's big south fork national forest but first let's take a listen to a song by mary kay it's one called horse lover and when we come back we'll be talking with greg white on saddle up america
2: grass ain't six bucks a bale now back is up again the beans and ramen noodles are the same the shore is wanting cash now and grass is getting thin But the pasture's starting back now from that rain Payments aren't too bad on my fancy two-horse land Sure as dandy hopping to the trail and I'm living in a single wire to afford the things I can Just found another vet bill in the mail I'm pulling on to the end of my road Don't beat to a drummer It just gallops along Cause I'm a horse lover. Drummer, it just gallops along, cause I'm a up.
0: In East Tennessee. And one of my favorite destinations in the Big South Fork is Cherry Creek Lodge. And we have the man that can tell us all about that, Mr. Greg White. Greg, welcome to the show.
4: Hello. How are you today?
0: Doing great. Doing great. And my co host, Bobby Bell, is with us. And so she's she's got a lot of questions that she's going to ask you about. <laughs>
3: uh, hello, Creek. Bobby. Hi. I enjoyed your website. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show.
4: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Really happy to be with you guys.
0: Well, we're happy to have you. So first of all, tell us a little bit about the history of Cherokee Creek.
4: long, long time ago. uh, Actually, evidence of Native Americans living on the property up to 12,000 years ago. Wow. Um, uh, Around the late 1700s. Long hunters came over from Virginia and North Carolina and settled in what they uh, still call the station camp. Uh, so the property became a station camp for long hunters. The original cabin that's on the property still was built around
0: 1817.
4: Uh, it's actually the uh, oldest active lodging structure in any national park unit in the country.
0: Wow. Wow.
4: And, and there, there are still four original structures. Uh, on the property that you can take a look at and and, or sleep in
0: well it's pretty it's a pretty cool place and um, one of the things that uh, struck me greg when i first walked into the lodge is those guys weren't too tall were they those are pretty pretty (laughs) low
4: ceilings (laughs) The, the, the the original buildings certainly have low ceilings uh, recently we've taken the bunk beds out of the uh, the cabins where that was a big problem. So not, not terribly um, much of a problem anymore, but if you're over six foot tall, you better duck down when you're walking in the doorways. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, tell us a little bit about what Cherry Creek Lodge is like today.
4: Uh, w- w- wow. Um, you know, it's, um we provide the ultimate hospitality uh for for uh horseback folks. Uh, it's just perfectly set up with all the trails uh that come in and out of Cherokee Creek Lodge. Uh we provide um the amenities that the that the horseback riders in the equestrian community are looking for. Uh staying at Cherokee Creek Lodge, you're gonna have um a really awesome time. It's a peaceful valley, two Creeks on the property, uh, 30 acres uh, that we manage and maintain as Chair Creek Lodge. Uh, each uh, party has their own private cabin. Uh, everything is um, is obviously what um, we call it first rustic first class. Everything's just so. Um, we also like to think that um, we provide everything you'll need. Our meals are handcrafted from scratch. You know, we, we put a lot of love love into the meals, um, and, and when you're there, we're going to provide everything for you, uh, all your meals, and and make sure we take real good care of you. We also have hot showers, uh, regular flushing toilets, so all the all the amenities that you look for. All the for. good
0: stuff, yeah, all that's, the good stuff. stuff,
4: all the fa- all the fancy stuff.
0: Right. Well, one of the things that people need to know about is the fact that when you when you are in the cabins. Not the bathhouse, because I think that's solar powered. But uh, so you can get a hot shower, and you can, you know, you can flush your toilets and all that kind of thing. But uh, but there is no electricity in the cabin, so you've got to be ready to to enjoy uh, kerosene lamps, don't you?
4: Uh, that that's a great point. We we are completely off the grid. There's no no electricity. We um, we heat water and cook. Refrigerate items by propane. Uh, we we also have no, there's no internet or cell phone service at the lodge. Uh, so it's a completely off the grid type situation. And, and I wouldn't have it any, any other way, to be honest with you. It really takes you back.
0: Oh, uh, gosh. Now you're the concessionaire for uh, Cherry Creek Lodge. How long have you been associated and, and have done that? Uh,
4: uh, June started my seventh year. Uh, I've started my sixth year as the concessioner, uh, worked, worked for the previous concessioner for, uh, for one season. So, so in it for seven years and, and, uh, have about five more and, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see after that five years, maybe we'll do another 10 year contract, but, but really happy to be there and, and, and it couldn't, couldn't be a better, better place to, to live out my life
0: yeah yeah Bobby you can't take your cell phone you can't get any you can't check your emails and you can't do anything like that while you're down there so come come (laughs) ready to enjoy nature
3: yeah I think that's really a wonderful thing I think for people to absolutely get unplugged it's so challenging these days to do that and um why not you know (laughs) You're in a beautiful place. You shouldn't be looking down at your, you know, <laughs> looking down. You need to be looking up and out in, in the night sky, too, you know. Uh, what a Bobby, delight. A, what a delight.
4: That's a great point. Instead of uh, looking at your glowing screen, look up and, and see that beautiful night sky. Look at the Milky Way and, and all the things there is to see. We have an incredibly dark sky. It's really, really awesome uh, when the sun goes down, just the sky comes alive.
0: Well, I'm curious. Do you live down there year-round?
4: Uh, I'm there most of the time. I, I've um, I've toyed. Uh, we've opened some winters. We've closed some winters. This year, we're going to be open this winter, so we'll be open in 12 months. And and I'm down there oh, most of the are. time. I certainly. It, yeah, it's. I, I don't. I can't find a better place, Bobby. So so I, I enjoy the off the grid living. I enjoy working and and keeping up. And um, probably my favorite part is meeting all the really great people that come through it's i I feel like i've missed christmas morning if i'm not there for dinner to meet everybody Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) well one of the things to point out is that tennessee has relatively mild year-round temperatures i mean it's you don't get the snow that you get out west um we may get some snow but but not very much, and it usually doesn't last very long. I think in East Tennessee you get a little more snow than we do back here in Middle Tennessee. But uh, uh, you know, except except during the summer when it can get kind of hot, uh, it's pretty great for year-round riding and, and coming and enjoying Cherry Creek, isn't it?
4: That's a, that's a great point, Gary. We about eight months out of the year during the spring season and fall season. Uh, and and the associated shoulder seasons it's awesome uh and, and the winter time it's probably my favorite time to be in the woods uh especially in the Big South Fork uh the winter time is great you know we have awesome cozy wood stoves in each cabin so when you come back from a ride um you know you get to warm up pretty quickly the thing i like about the winter being there uh, all the leaves are gone you can really start to see those rock formations and such in the woods uh, that you don't really get to see other times of the year. So that's uh, that's a really special time. In the summer, you're right, it does get pretty warm sometimes. Uh, I encourage people to always check the weather. We're pretty slow in the summer. Nice to make last-minute reservations when the temperature is going to be cooler and really get to enjoy, you know, the jungle that beco- that, that that becomes uh, in the Big South Fork in the summertime.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say this about the Big South Fork—you you can ride in the shade. I mean, it's not right out in the That's sun. Right. So even during the summer when it's a little bit warm in in Tennessee. By the way, are you responsible for this warm weather that we're having right now? I'm telling <laughs> you, <why. laughs> I'm this, this is almost sure, uh, October and it's 90 degrees. You know.
4: Yeah, I, we're um, we we as the staff, the folks that live down there, we're. we're Certainly, anticipating some cooler temperatures real soon. Looking forward to it, and and uh, looking forward to a beautiful uh, leaf season. All the um, all the leaves start changing colors, and everything really comes alive down at the lodge. Really a really a great time to be down there and and riding around and picking out all the all the things to see.
0: Well, I've got to ask: Are you a horseback rider?
4: Uh, I've never been on a horse, Gary.
3: Um, <laughs> I'm with you, Greg. <laughs>
4: I, 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 I really, I really enjoy all the cowboys and cowgirls that come down. Um, and and I've gotten to learn a whole lot about the horse community. And um, uh, we, we've come to embrace each other uh, more and more over the years. And, and I, uh, my daughter. Emma is a huge fan of horses and she works part-time at a horse stable so um, may- maybe Gary, there's some horses in my future I don't know
0: <laughs> Well, usually if the children love them that brings people right in so that's pretty good that is pretty good yeah
4: we'll, well we'll see I'm certainly not opposed, but I'm just uh just kind of a kind of a wait- and see game there. We'll see what happens
0: yeah, yeah well it's uh so tell us a little bit about how. Cherry Creek Lodge is set up as far as uh, the number of cabins that you have and you have horse accommodations that are there. Tell us a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, so uh, uh, first of all, the best place to look for any information, uh, unless you're a listener of um, your radio program here, um, is going to our website. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a well-done website with a, a short video on there. You get to learn a lot uh, about who we are. Um, we've also been named to the Hall of Fame TripAdvisor so that's a great place to go and learn from other people exactly kind of what we do and how we do it I think that's a really great exercise Um, and so you make all your reservations online Uh, once you do that you come in um, check you in, take your horses to the horse stables, we provide hay and water and shavings and a 10 by 10 stall for your horse uh, check into your cabin. The cabins are nicely appointed with all the sheets and bedding and everything you need. So no need to bring any of that stuff in. Uh, we provide plenty of firewood and stuff in the winter time for your stoves. Um, we do a really great dinner, breakfast, and lunch on multiple days. So we provide all your meals. And again, there's hot showers and bathrooms and uh, the common areas, horseshoes and cornhole, and um, th- there are lots and lots of horse. Uh, Trail that leaves the lodge probably five or six different loops you can do anywhere from, you know, 10 to 20 miles uh, from the lodge, you know, ride and never never ride on the same trail uh, you know, twice in one day. Uh, Lots of creeks to cross and and lots of rock formations and waterfalls and arches and and rock houses to see all sorts of really great stuff.
0: Well, I mean, it, it is my favorite place in Tennessee to ride because you've got so many different trails. You have so many different types of trails. So you have difficult trails that you can ride or you can ride some that are that are really nice for anybody, any level to ride. And um uh, the the scenery is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous up there. Fall is my favorite time of the year. And that, that's uh
4: right.
2: the,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the scenery is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, I, I think now we do have a few bears up there, don't we, mm-hmm. Gary? That we've was um, a
3: question of mine, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: so,
4: so you you see the woods on horseback? I typically see the woods as a as a dis- long distance runner. So yeah. a lot of times I'll, I'll I'll do long runs and sometimes during those runs I'll have multiple bear sightings. Um, I've probably seen 50 or 60 this year alone. So uh, oh, wow. there, it's a really great it's a really great chance to see some uh, beautiful wildlife. Um, you know I encourage everyone uh, to study up on bear behavior before they come and understand. I think sometimes the lack of understanding of wildlife leads to fear. Um, and I and I don't think that there's a reason for that in the Big South Fork. I've had over a, a hundred bear encounters uh, of seeing bears, and um, and and I'm still here and uh, doing well, and and I've enjoyed each and every one of them.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I've got to tell you, I've never seen a bear when I've been in the Big South Fork. They may see hope, me, but I've know. never seen one.
4: Yeah, that's right. I, I hope you get that chance. And and i like I said i have just started my seventh year there and um and what I've come to learn is uh, luckily fortunately horses um don't seem to be too too uh, too spooked by bears when they do see them so that, that's some great news for all the equestrian folks that are riding and may come up upon a bear typically the horse does really well with that with that animal.
0: Yeah yeah well and one reason I mentioned the bears because uh, as far as the horse feed that you use and uh, Whatever foods you may have along with you, you just need to be aware of the fact that there are bear, and so uh, prepare accordingly, and you'll be just fine.
4: That's right. We ask for uh, our equestrian uh, guests to to bring in a non molasses type food if they bring in any food. Uh, and we do provide uh, bear lockers all around the lodge and also in the rooms. We provide um, really nice lockdown coolers. Um, we don't, we don't want the bear or the mice getting into anything you got. So we, we've kind of taken care of that and, and, you know, I've been there, like I said, I've had lots and lots of bear encounters, only a couple on the property. So, um, we're, we're pretty safe down there and like to keep all of our food locked up. I do encourage people just to do a little bit of research before they come and learn a little bit about bears if you're going to be in the Big South Fork, because there, there are, um, there are
0: a few there. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, you know, again, I have ridden up there for years and I've never seen a bear. So, un- you know, I-, I guess I'm not too unhappy <laughs> about that. <laughs> I've seen a few snakes. I, I, yeah, me
4: too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, um, I'd rather see
0: a bear than a snake. I tell you that. Yeah, I think I had too. Bobby, I know you're <laughs> dying to ask questions. I, you've probably looked at their food that they've got the big spreads and.
3: Well, yes, I. I always enjoy looking at the websites of our Saddle Up America guests, Greg, and I am not an equestrian or horsewoman. So I'm always also interested in the things that a non-equestrian um, can do in in the um, these kind of places. Um, I noticed, uh, yes, the food... Uh, and you have wonderful pictures of table settings and food on your website. I was Julie last you. night. Cast iron skillet grilled chicken. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that one might expect to enjoy there. <laughs> tell us a little more about food.
4: <laughs> well, it's our favorite topic. Um, I, I tell the staff, uh, you know, we, we recruit uh, our staff from all over the country. Um, we'll, we'll bring in people from uh, from Alaska and Colorado and California, and New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, Louisiana, everywhere, and and uh, the one thing I tell these folks when we gather, especially when they're new, is that the mealtime is really our time to shine. Um, it's it's when it's it's when all the pieces of the puzzle kind of come together for us, and it all starts out with uh, planting a garden. Um, you know, first thing in the spring and getting all that stuff ready. Now we we had kind of a hard time this year with the garden. Our um, our gardener did a through hike of the Appalachian Trail, 2,190 miles. Instead of growing food for us, uh, but she's back now. We've got food in the ground, so it all starts off with growing that, growing that food that we use in a lot of our, in a lot of our uh, recipes. Um, uh, secondly, is is we we don't, um, we we make everything from scratch that we can. It's obviously a challenge to, uh, to get groceries back. To the lodge, it's so remote, and um, and and basically, the supply vehicle takes a horse trail down to the lodge. So we have to be, um, you know, careful about what we take. But we really go a long way in trying to handcraft meals. Uh, for instance, uh, one of one of our crowd favorites is uh, homemade chicken and dumplings. You know, we uh, we okay. do it the right way. We start. Yes, yeah, sir. We start. We do everything from scratch. Roll out the the dumplings with the rolling pin still and, 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 drop them in one by one, you know, all the, the biscuits. Now I don't, uh, I have to say that I'm the biscuit guy there. They don't, they, they make me make all the biscuits, uh, but everything's homemade, all the, um, all the sides, the breads, the cakes, the desserts. Um, we we, we all make that stuff from scratch, take a lot of pride in it. It's our time to shine. And, 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 um, my, my manager, uh, who cooks most of the meals? Audrey is really talented in the kitchen, uh, brings about um, a, an atmosphere in the dining room uh, that I, that I cherish very much, and uh, I'm really happy that we can bring to our uh, to our guests that stay the night.
3: Mm-hmm. And you also have weddings available. You can have a wedding mm-hmm. there. I thought that was, yeah.
4: B- Bobby, I'm also ordained, so I've actually married almost all the couples that have gotten married there. We've done seven weddings at the lodge since I've been there. Wow. Uh, and and um, so typically in a wedding, they just rent the entire lodge, and that happens four or five or six times a year where, where groups will get together and just rent the entire lodge, a private lodge party. Um, it's a pretty cool event. We enjoy it as a staff working those parties. We enjoy the weddings just to see that much uh, joy and happiness and love in the air, pretty special for us as well we actually um uh, 2 years ago married uh married a couple that uh, and they actually were married on their horseback they were on the backs of the Oh well wow. and how neat. And it was a really special time. yeah, a really special time for everybody
0: how neat. how neat. well, we want to take a real quick break and uh take a listen to a great song by Richard Loyen called Sunrise Side of the Sierra And then I think Greg has a special announcement that he's going to share with our listeners today, and we'll talk a little bit more about Chariot Creek Lodge when we return on the Campfire Cafe.
1: Behind you And the sagebrush At your feet The sky Trust your senses, cause there's consequences If you don't stop and listen
0: To tell folks about
4: uh, I, I do have some Exciting news and uh, For the first time on any Type of airwaves I'll make this Announcement um, we have just Completed construction On uh, two new uh, Bunk rooms at The horse stables So we've taken uh, a couple of horse Stalls and um, Made them into uh, Little bunk rooms to sleep in uh, Sleeps two each has um, some light in there. Has a propane lantern, a couple of rocking chairs. Has a really great porch. And um, and where these where these are right right beside your horse, sleep right beside okay. your horse, real close. A lot of people like that. And uh, and Gary and Bobby, I think um, I think it's the best view at the lodge. Um, sleeping mm. at the horse barn. I, I can't imagine a better place to walk out and see the night sky and to see the you know to be in that valley and to see the ridges all around you and 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 hear the creek run and it's a it's a awful beautiful place to spend the night.
0: Wow, wow, well that is exciting news. That is, yeah, I like to be close to my horses when I'm um, out camping. You know, well, you, well, it just feels we'll, good.
4: Yeah, for those of of, of, of uh, your listeners uh, that have, that have been to Cherry Creek Lodge, or know the horse barn is a a little bit of a walk from the main lodge. Uh, so you're either going to walk to dinner or walk to your horses, and, and it seems like to me that, that most of the, the equestrian community would love to be right there by the horses. So we took this uh, leap to, to build these cabins. so far, the, the local equestrian community that have, um, that have been alerted that they're there uh, have really had positive things to say. I'm super excited to offer this to the equestrian community. Um, And there are uh, lots of openings. Everything is sold out at the lodge except for the new bunk rooms at the horse stables uh, for weekends all the way through December. So, Oh, wow. um, They're open now. We're we're only talking about these cabins to the equestrian community to make sure that uh, folks with horses get the first shot at renting these um, very special spaces at, at, at a really awesome time of the year
0: oh that's great that's great well now greg our audience is all across the united states and canada and around the world so you just mentioned that the lodge is booked up through december how early do people need to make reservations if they want to come stay with you
4: yeah yeah um we we have openings during the week uh no weekend openings until i think uh the second week of december uh, like I said, except for these cabins. Uh, if I were going to book at the lodge, if we're going to stay in the fall, book as close to a year out as possible. Wow. Um, the this, this spring, I would definitely book at least six months in advance. Uh, winter and summer, you could book a little bit closer. But a, a, a year to six, six months to a year is a good guideline. Again, if you want a weekend in the fall, uh, most of my weekends in the fall were sold out uh, more more than six months ago some spaces over a year ago.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, Cherry Creek Lodge is absolutely fantastic. Um, one of the things that I always have enjoyed about coming down to Cherry Creek Lodge is uh, coming down and sitting on the porch, you know, tie tie your horses mm-hmm. at hitching rail and rail and just come down and sit down on the porch and visit. Do you have any idea how many people in a year come and sit on your porch?
4: Uh well that that's a that's a great <laughs> question. Um <laughs> uh, a lot less than used to because I took some of the rocking chairs away. Oh um, no. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but we've added we've added some back at the horse stables. Uh we have uh four to six on the porch there depending depending on who's um you know what weekend it is and what's going on. Um but but we you know we love we love our day visitors that come through and, and sit down. We've created a couple of new areas. We have some picnic tables over by the creek. We cleared an area out uh, with the help of the park service. They gave us permission to do it. We worked really hard, got a really area right by the creek, put some uh, watering buckets out there for the horses. Uh, that's been a new, very popular area for the horse people. Then they can sit there and eat their lunch right beside their horses, and that's been super popular. Uh, we've yeah. also put another few picnic tables under some hemlock trees. Uh, those have been uh, those have been really nice. But the area that we created right by Charrot Creek on the banks of Cherry Creek Lodge, put a couple of picnic tables and um, made sure the horses could drink water out of the creek with the horse buckets there. Uh, pretty awfully special. Uh, you know, the feedback from the people that have enjoyed that area has been quite complimentary. Um, we do have rocking chairs open for those that want to do that. No, we, we welcome uh, anybody that wants to, able to come sit on the porch and and do that, buy some snacks while you're there. Um, uh, we we sell um, so a lot of different snacks, and we'd love to uh, love to help anybody out that needs to quench a thirst or or get a Snickers bar.
0: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> now, now, did I see somewhere that if you want to ride down to Cherry Creek, you can pre-order a uh, a sack lunch?
4: You, you could. I, I need a couple of days' notice, typically, or just uh, call me uh, at the number listed on the website. I'll do the best I can. You know, a lot of times with no cell phone service at the lodge, uh, last-minute um, last minute meals are hard to do, but uh, you can book it right there online. Uh, we'd love to make you a lunch. We can go, come pick it up and, and en- enjoy it in the dining room or on the rocking chairs or out by the creek uh, next to your horses.
0: Oh, that's great. That is great. Well, I got to tell yes, you, I have a great, I have a great picture somewhere of, uh, uh, one of my brothers and, uh, myself. And I think a young lady was sitting in my lap in the rocking chair, you know? So it's, it's a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal. Sounds awesome. Yes, sir. But yeah. Yeah. Well, what am I, what are we not asking you about Cherry Creek that we should,
4: uh, I- I, I think that folks um, should know that, that um, Chirp Creek Lodge is truly a bucket list item. And I think it, you should add it there and, and, and look at, uh, do some research, go to our website, uh, go to TripAdvisor, look at some of the things people have to say about us. And um, uh, we, we love our equestrians um, that come down. We love our horse riders. It's a, it's a really special place for them. And uh, typically when you come down, uh, to enjoy Chair Creek Lodge on horseback, that becomes a yearly tradition. It's not just a one-time thing. It becomes something you want to share with your, uh, with your friends and your family and and your kids and your kids do it when they're older. And that's just the way it's been. And, and I'm really enjoyed building building that part of the business. And we're working really hard ha- to to do more things to take care of the equestrian community.
3: I have going, this, um one comment to make, since I'm not sure this has been clear, um, if you're a non-equestrian, everybody parks like a mile. Um, the parking area is a mile or so away from the the lodge and the um, the grounds. So, if you're like me and you don't and you're not going to ride your horse down there, you be prepared to hike down. Correct. So, I have to have my suitcase or my luggage or my backpack or whatever <laughs> and if you're um if you are an equestrian you you really you know you can't take your horse trailer down so everybody parks uh tell us a little bit of just how the lo- the logistics for getting into the grounds if you're staying there
4: sure first of all to get to the um th- there's several places to ride from the closest places driving to uh, down Pork Ridge Road to the Cherokee Creek Lodge equestrian or hiking parking lot once you get there it's just a mile point three down to the lodge uh, if you're on horseback there are multiple ways to get there there's a five point7 mile ride from Bandy Creek uh, which is very popular uh, but the, but there's all sorts of ways to get in if you want to be as close as possible I would park at the Shertt Creek Lodge equestrian or hiking parking it's 1.3 miles 1.3 miles down to the lodge Uh, we know we we try and provide everything so that bringing things down um is not a problem i mean if you wanted to bring if you're just staying one night and you wanted to bring some horse feed i think that's okay uh i don't i don't know that there's um besides your personal effects there's not much of a need to bring anything else we're going to provide all your bedding that you need um so it's it's a nice well it's 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 a bit of a you go down to the valley going in and then and then you gotta climb out on the way out. So going down there is definitely more fun
0: than coming out. That's (laughs) (laughs) what I I've been there. I know I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Well it is a it is a great, great destination for folks. And I know that folks from all over the country travel down there and, and uh, plan ahead if you want to go and stay at the lodge, particularly on a weekend, but and particularly in the fall. So plan ahead early and um, it, it'll it, it'll just be a treat. I mean, you will just love it. So, Greg, you have been absolutely a great guest.
4: Well, you guys have been great hosts. Well, well, thank
0: you so so I'm I've never stayed down there. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to make a reservation and come stay with you. I look forward to doing that.
4: Gary and Bobby, it sure was a pleasure being with you guys today. Let let me know if you ever need anything.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. Greg White with Cherry Creek Lodge and my favorite riding destination in Tennessee is the Big South Fork. Greg, thanks so much.
4: Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. All right.
0: All right, a little poncho and lefty. When we come back, we'll be talking again with Bobby Bell on Saddle Up America.
5: Living on the road, my friend. Going to keep you free and clean Now you wear your skin like iron Your breath is hard as kerosene you Weren't your mama's only boy But her favorite one is same She began to cry when you said goodbye You sank into your dream Poncho was a bandit boy His Horse was fast as polished steel. Bore guns outside his pants. For all the honest world to feel. Aunt your met his match, you know. The desert down in Mexico. Nobody heard his dying words. That's the way it goes. All the federalists say they could have had him in they only let him hang around Out of kindness, I suppose Lefty, he can't sing the blues All night long like he used to The dusted poncho bit down south Ended up and left his mouth The day they let poor poncho know Lefty split for Ohio Where he got the bread to go There ain't nobody knows All the federalists say they Could have had him any day They only let him slip away Out of kindness, I suppose Tell a Poncho fell Lefty's living in a cheap hotel The desert's quiet and Cleveland's cold So the story ends, we're told Poncho needs your prayers, it's true But save a few for Lefty, too He only did what he had to do Now he's growing old All the federal rallies say they
3: Had him any day,
5: they only let him slip away. Out of kindness, I suppose. A few great that are allied say they could have had him any day, they only let him go so long. Out of kindness, I suppose.
0: And Dexter, Honcho and Lefty, and uh, I, 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 again, this Ken Burns documentary, Country Music, is just great, and uh, and they featured this song on the documentary with uh, Willie Nelson and Merle Haggard, and uh, I just had to play Donnie's version of it today on the show. It's so much fun. Yes. So
3: much and- fun. Such an interesting history. Emmy Lou Harris was involved. I mean, the whole story about this song and how it made its way <laughs> you know how it wandered through um its own history, fascinating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well Bobby, what would I have done without you today? We had a whole lot oh, of time to kill, didn't we? We
3: had yeah, we we had no problem. <laughs> I hope our <laughs> listeners enjoyed our banter. Oh, gosh.
0: Well, again, we're sorry that the Farmer and Adele were not able to make it. I I know that they were performing up in uh, Raleigh. And uh, so I don't know what the challenge was, but uh, we'll have them back another time. So that's okay. That's okay. It was a good show, and we enjoyed their music. And then uh, Greg was really great with uh, Saddle Up America Mm -hmm. today. I'm telling you, uh, Big South Fork's a great place to ride and Cherry Creek is certainly a destination. And uh, just such an interesting history on that place.
3: Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. It built as built a uh, hunting lodge in 1817. That's before even I could remember, you know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet there's been a lot of great music played on that porch over the years.
0: <laughs> I bet there has been. I bet there has been. I bet
3: there has been. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we've got a great show lined up for you next week. We're going to go bluegrass with our good friends Williamson Branch. We look forward to visiting with them, and then we'll be talking with our good friend Mr. Jim McGarvey with Backcountry Horsemen of America. And he always brings such interesting guests. That will all happen on Saddle of America next week, starting at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. So we want to invite you to tune in for that. And Bobby, I think you're doing country music part 3 on the Out West Hour, aren't
3: you? I am. I am. Uh I probably should really do a part 4, but I think <laughs> I think we'll we'll wrap this series with part 3 and we'll we'll kind of get back to our our western beat. But um I just have as I it's clear I've just been enamored with this program and so it just made sense to really highlight um some of the music that has really spoken to me as we've gone through the series
0: yeah (laughs) had to have been interested going through and picking out music for that uh show that you're doing so anyway listen listen to part three at kupr.org uh at uh four o'clock mountain time and uh five o'clock central time that's when i have to listen to it so you'll enjoy her show well we did a little public service announcement about the western music association's convention that's coming up and uh i know that we've got a lot of great guests actually i think almost all the nominees have been on the show and um
3: uh yeah just about yeah we're yeah, missing I mean, a couple of poets. We got to get some more poetry poets on the show. But yes,
0: <laughs> we'll we'll do that. We'll do that. But anyway, it should be a great time in Albuquerque in November. Well, any closing thoughts for today?
3: I have one. It's um, a Loretta Lynn, and it's a little different than our usual closing thoughts. But I thought it was really poignant. If you write the truth, and you're writing about your life, it's going to be country. It'll be country. Because you're writing what's happening, and that's all a good song is.
0: There you go. What, what is it? They said three chords and the truth. And, three uh, chords and, and the that's, truth. that's true. So true. Well, thanks for listening today to Equestrian Legacy Radio Network's Campfire Cafe in Saddle of America. Join us next Thursday at noon. Be sure and catch the archive podcasts of all of our great shows at equestrianlegacy.net. And, uh, by the way, if you'd like to like us on Facebook, that's okay. Just look for Equestrian Legacy mm-hmm. Radio on Facebook. Give us a like there as well. So, Bobby, we're going to close out today's show with a great song by Miss Katie Moffitt. It's one called Midnight Radio, and we'll be back with you next Thursday. The Campfire Cafe in South America. Bobby, we'll see you on the trail.
2: One, two, three, four. One, two, three. I was just 13, small and shy in a big North Texas town. Mama didn't care for rock and roll. So I would go to bed at night And set the clock alarm And wake up to the midnight radio A special time for dreamers